Thanks for listening to another message from Life Christian Church. We hope it challenges and encourages you and helps you to grow in your faith. Don't forget, download our app to stay up to date with what's going on at Life. Share your prayer requests or pray for others. Read the Bible online and much, much more. Simply search for Life Christian Church in your app store. Last week we started a new series called God Can and, uh, and today we're going to launch into part two of that series. The key text which we looked at last week, uh, which I'm sure through this series we're going to uh, memorise and it will never leave us, uh, is from Luke 1 and 37. Turn to the screen and let's say this together, Luke 1 37, for nothing is impossible with God. Uh, we'll try that again. Uh, go. For nothing is impossible with God. That's our key text. I I said this in my introduction last week, that I I hope through this series that this will become, uh, I I suppose, something that will stoke uh, faith within us, something that will raise our faith expectations, because we need our faith expectations to be raised uh, in the environment in which you and I live. We, we have a supernatural God and yet so often at times we, we reduce the supernatural activity of God to the natural. One of the key statements I made last week was this, faith bridges the gap between our human inability and the limitless supernatural ability of God. God can. Can I hear an amen this morning? So let's read uh, Luke 1 and 37 again. Go, for nothing is impossible with God. This morning I want to talk about changing some of the mindsets that sometimes limit us or limit what God can do in and through us. Uh, So often we do find ourselves so conditioned culturally, so conditioned through the influences in life that have impacted us and shaped us as we have grown up. Um, sometimes those things and those cultural conditionings or those things that we've grown up with or just our experience of life tends to put God in a box. Uh, and, and, and sometimes that box is a, a, a very confining. And, and friends, I want to encourage you, uh, that box can be our own understanding, our own experience of Jesus, our own experience of growing up in a household of faith. Uh, it can be, you know, the background we've come from. It can be the hurts and disappointments uh, of life. Uh, sometimes it can be the disappointments even with God when you've prayed for something and you've prayed for something and you've sought a breakthrough and sought a breakthrough and it hasn't appeared as you were expecting it to appear. And so disappointment can change your expectations. And what often happens is that our expectations of God get smaller and smaller and smaller. So the question we need to ask ourselves this morning is, have I put God in a box? What does that box look like? Is it confined? Is it small? Is it limited? Friends, believe it or not, God is bigger than the box that you have put Him in. Can I hear an amen this morning? God is bigger than our limitations. God is greater than our experiences. God is bigger than our boundaries. God is bigger than the parameters that we sometimes restrict Him to. And let me tell you, some of us this morning need to hear this, that God is bigger than your hurts and disappointments. Friends, this morning, if for some reason you have backed away and withdrawn from God and your faith has taken a hit 
because of disappointment, I, I, I trust that this morning you might find the faith just to, to stir faith up again. That you go, okay, God, I recognize those things and it's time to stir faith up again. Now, there's been a number of times uh, in my journey of faith where God hasn't answered the prayers that I've been praying fervently for. Uh, a number of times where I've been disappointed that I didn't receive the answers that I'd been looking for. But let me say as well, there has been a far greater number of times where God has totally surprised me, where God has given a breakthrough, where God has wonderfully intervened, when God has miraculously answered a prayer. And one of the things that all of that tells me is I cannot predict God. One of the things that it tells me is that with my finite mind and understanding, I cannot comprehend the ways of an infinite God who is so higher and so far above as Isaiah writes in Isaiah 55 and 8. For my thoughts, this is God speaking, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me encourage you this morning, if you are going through a time of difficulty, if you are going through a time of disappointment, if you are going through a time where you seem to feel that heaven is silent, let me encourage you, it is not the time to withdraw. It is the time to dig in, to dig in deeper, to proclaim and to speak the truth of God over your life, which says God can. Luke one thirty seven. go for nothing is impossible with God. Here's another great scripture from Ephesians 3 and 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me say this. There are things about faith and things about our relationship with God that are totally countercultural. You see, one of the cultural norms that we have to contend with almost at times it would seem every day in our lives is that in so many areas of life, people overpromise and underdeliver. And it starts at a governmental level. I mean, how often do political parties overpromise and then underdeliver? And it filters down right through many areas of life, uh, through many areas of our culture and society. Uh, and it comes down to the point where almost on a daily basis, we are having to deal with the disappointment or the disillusionment because it seems so often everything is overpromised and underdelivered. The worst of that you find on display at three o'clock in the morning on free to air TV, and we saw a grab of that uh, through infomercials. They massively overpromise and massively underdeliver. I mean, who here this morning has a hula chair? I mean, how, how good did that look? That's going to transform every workplace on the face of the planet. 
Uh, I'm sure it didn't deliver. I would love a dollar for every Ab King Pro that's under people's beds uh, gathering dust because it didn't deliver what it was promised was to have a washboard washboard abs in 30 days. It's over-promised and under-delivered. And it becomes routine that we face the disappointment of getting less than what we expected. It seems to be one of the painful lessons of life. And I think that causes us then to become extremely sceptical and, and cynical in life. And we've got to guard against that because we then project that often onto our relationship with God. We get skeptical and we get cynical. We hear of God doing something wonderful and miraculous and supernatural in somebody's life. And if we don't know them personally, there is a skepticism that wells up inside us and we try to explain it away in other terms. Friends, we've got to not project that disappointment. We've got to not ever project skepticism or or cynicism towards the things of God. Because we do live in a culture that often disappoints us. We live in a culture that does over-promise and under-deliver. But it is very, very rare that you find something that over-delivers something that exceeds expectations. But the point is this morning, God does that every time. God is a God who over delivers in your life every time. He is a God who is infinitely able. God can. God's love, He over delivers on His love. God's love is abundant. God loves us in a way that we could never love Him in return. God loves you not just when you're being nice to Him. God loves you just as much when you're close to Him or when you're far away from Him. God loves you on a good day, but He loves you just as much on a bad day. And I, I want to tell you, God always, always, always overdelivers. God is able to forgive not just the sin that you committed yesterday, but He is able to, to forgive you of any sin that you have ever committed or ever will commit. And this is the depth of God's ability. God can and He over delivers in every measure. God doesn't just give you hope to get through today. God gives you hope for all eternity. He over delivers. Praise God that He's an over delivering God. Lamentations 3 and 22 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Let's read that again from the message. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up because they're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I'll say it over and over. He's all I've got left. I love that. Friends, God overdelivers. God exceeds expectation. You get more than what you expect with God because He's faithful and loving and patient and kind over and above what we can ever expect. God can. God is able. And, and, and whenever you feel perhaps the opposite I want you, and we live in one of the most amazing, amazing, amazing places in the world. 
which demonstrates to us as we look around at what God has created, just demonstrates to us the awesome power and ability of God. You know, you think about a drop of water and you think there's a miracle in that drop of water and yet God has created the oceans. I mean, how amazing is that? You know, we can, we can look at a hill and think how, how awesome is God, but then you think of not just hills, but the mountain ranges that God has, has created. You, look at the, you just look at the, the miracle of this planet, this planet that we call home, and recognize, hang on, God didn't just create one planet. He created an infinite universe. I mean, how good is our God? And, and we need to reflect, we need to take the time to stop and to pause and just to breathe in the ability of God. Breathe in the power of God. Breathe in the wonder of God and the awesomeness of God. And that's why just that time of quiet meditation, that time of taking time out just to ponder God is so critical. Because in that place we discover God is. God is. And no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, God is so much greater. God can. There is no end, no limit to His power. There is no limit to His love. There is no limit to His blessing. There is no limit to His faithfulness. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far above all we could ever ask or imagine. There is nothing that can separate us from His love. There's nothing that can separate us from His salvation. There is no end to His grace. There is no end to His compassion. So if God is able to do all of those things, I want you to personalize this and ask yourself the question, if God is able to do all of that, what can He do with me? What can He do with me? Because friends, you are known by God. You are loved by God. You are created by God. There is nobody else on the face of this planet like you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Can I hear an amen? There is great intentionality in our awesome God creating you. He knows you. The very number of your, the very hair on your head is numbered. God knows that number. And for, for, for God, that mathematics is not too hard for some. Um, but listen, God's thumbprint is all over your life. There is nobody else like you on the face of the earth. Now, and, and I think I've shared this before, but there was a documentary on TV a couple of years ago. And, and through the wonders of Facebook, they brought together people who were total strangers, but they claimed that were basically you know, identical. And it was even amazing that through that exercise, through kind of you know, facial recognition and stuff, drawing these people together from all over the world who had nothing to do with each other, but look at them, look how identical they are. And in fact, you looked at it and go, well, yeah, can't, yeah no, not really. And they made a whole TV program about something that wasn't actually that wonderful. And I was like, yeah, I kind of get your point, but they actually don't look that much alike. And again, even with an exercise like that that you can make a TV program out of, it demonstrates there are no two people alike. And so what I, what I want you to ask is, God, what can you do with me? What can you do with my life? Why am I here? Why is that thumbprint of God there? Why was I born in the first place? They're pretty big questions. But if God is able, if God can, what can he do with you? 
Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made, because God's thumbprint is on your life, He's given you unique gifts, unique talents, unique abilities. He's given you unique likes and unique dislikes, a unique temperament. And God looks at that and He goes, I like that about you. And we've got to stop comparing ourselves to each other and recognize I am unique in God. And instead of looking to others, look to God and say, God, who is it that you have, or who am I? And, and what's the purpose for which you have created me? What do you want to do with this heart that you've given me? What do you want to do with these hands that you've given me? What do you want to do? What do you want me to do with the talents and the gifts that you've given me? And beyond that, to ask the question, what can God do in your circumstances, whatever your life looks like? What can God do in your family? What can God do in your school? What can God do in your workplace? What can God do with your future? What can God do with your potential? And further to that, what can God do with the challenges? What can He do with the difficulties in your life? What can He do with your disappointments? What can He do with your problems? God can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, as it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. That's a powerful passage of Scripture, but it should also be an encouraging passage of Scripture. Because the times where I feel inadequate knowing what to pray, it's okay because there's an element of God that we can't conceive anyway. So it's okay to say, God, I don't know what you're doing because maybe he hasn't given us that insight yet. I'm glad that God is not limited to what we ask. I'm glad he's not limited to what we think because there are times, I put my hand up here, there are times where my asking lacks. I'm glad that God is God and I'm not. I don't know all the things that God knows. I don't see what God sees. I don't understand what God understands. And, and where I don't understand, God fills the void. Where I say I can't, God says I can. And I want to encourage you this morning. God can. Let, let's say Luke 137. You're going to be getting me sick of prompting us to do this. But let's read it again, Luke one thirty-seven. Go, for nothing is impossible with God. We looked at this last week, but the text doesn't say nothing is impossible for God, which is equally true. The text says nothing is impossible with God, which actually implies partnership. That implies cooperation. Nothing is impossible with God. It implies relationship. Because here's the good news, friends. The power is not just external to us. The power is within us. Can I hear an amen this morning? Amen. Ephesians 3 and 20. Again, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work, where? Within us. It is in us. And the word for power that is used there in the, in the original language is explosive power. It's explosive power that God has placed within us. It is a tremendous power given to us by the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit at work within us. 
And we have to develop an attitude that says this, God, I'm ready to receive everything, the fullness of what you have for me. Because you are my source of power. You are my source of strength. I need you. When I lack, you don't lack. Where I can't, you can. And I've got to believe in that. I've got to walk in faith to receive that and trust that. And say, God, it's not just external to me. It is within me. And God has given us a power that is at work within us. A power to do what? Ephesians 3 and 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And and this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit reproduces the life of Jesus in us. That's the only power we need. In fact, that's the greatest power we can tap into. And when we think of God's supernatural ability, (coughs) one of the ways we limit God is by limiting God's ability to what we perceive in the natural. Let me help you understand that. We think of God's ability and so we we apply our prayer list to God's ability. But so often our prayer list is about the things that we are struggling with. And yes, it is right that we pray into our problems. It is right that we pray into our illnesses. It is right that we pray into things that are uncertain and things that cause us to fear and things that cause us to be anxious. Yes, it's right that we pray into all of those things. But those things are a means to an end. The, 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 the end is that His power will work through us. First of all, His power works within us to write the things, to bring the breakthroughs, to make us strong, to make us mature, to see us overcome, to give us victory. And at that point, we are enabled and empowered to then go out and demonstrate His power. You've gone quiet. Ephesians 3 and 16 again, that He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. And how good it is when God answers our prayer. How good it is that we get the breakthroughs that we are seeking. But again, it's a means to an end. God wants us to experience His supernatural power so that we can get on and then be and do what He has purposed us and created us to do, which is to be the church. We've got to get out there and be the church. And it is only His power at work within us that enables us to do that. Ephesians 2 and 20, I love this. God is building a home and he's using us all irrespective of how we got here. How cool is that? In what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. What a beautiful picture that is. All of us, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. We can never in a million years 
create that or do that within our own strength and resources. It is only God who can do that by the supernatural power of his Holy Spirit. But how cool it is that we are the vessels that God chooses to use. And if there's nothing that gives you a shot in the arm like that, I don't know what does. To realize that God chooses me, that God calls me, that God calls you, that we are the, the, the stones that God fits together to make his church. It is so powerful. It is so encouraging, but it is also so incredibly challenging. It is his power through us. That is our corporate purpose as a church. And it's our individual purpose as well as we lock into that in the way that God has uniquely created us and wired us. This, friends, is ultimately what we are to live for, to be a living demonstration of Jesus to the world around us. Our lives live for his glory. That's what it's all about. John 15 and 7, Jesus' words, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Friends, God will always, always exceed our expectations. But with that comes the reality that it's not for our benefit. might start out that way as God fixes up messy lives. starts out that way. But when we find that hope, when we find that healing, when we find that deliverance, when we find his forgiveness and love and salvation, when God restores our lives from the depths of despair and brokenness, he says, okay, now that same power that's restored you is the same power that I'm, I am working in and through you to now be a source of hope and healing to others. Are we up for that challenge? I'm going to ask the team to come back this morning. There's a, a common statement in church as a mission statement I've seen it on a million church walls and basically it says this to know Christ and to make him known that's a short and simple statement but there's a truth and a power in that as well to know Christ so we know Christ personally we know him in the midst of our circumstances we've seen that where I can't God can and he's refined us and he's repaired us and he's restored us and then now the mission through what we have discovered of Jesus is to get out there and to demonstrate what God has done in our lives and to make him known. Can I hear an amen this morning? John 15 and 7, if you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. There it is again. God always, always, always exceeds our expectations. Ephesians 3 and 20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Friends, God is able. God can. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that this morning? Well, let's read it one last time. Luke 1, 37. For nothing is impossible with God. God can. Father, I thank you so much for the truth of your word. Father, make this real for us. And as we've said this morning, there are 
so many things that condition us, so many things that cause us to kind of put you in a box and we limit the activity of God in our lives. A whole bunch of external forces, external influences, cultural conditioning, whatever it might be, and even those disappointments that we've talked about this morning. Father, we've got to park all of that and just approach you with an open heart that just says, you know what, God, you're bigger than that. You're bigger than all of that stuff. You're bigger than my perceived limitations. And Father, I pray for each one of us, God, that you would uh, just renew faith within us. Faith to believe for the impossible. God, for those who have been hurt, for those that have been disappointed, Lord, I pray that you would heal the brokenhearted. Father, forgive us for doubting you because of the hand that life has dealt us. And Father, may we not push you away where there's been disappointment and hurt, but God, may we invite you in so that you can touch and you can revive and you can restore that which has been broken and damaged. Father, that we would develop a healthy faith expectation about the ability of our wonderful and supernatural God over all and above all. That we would find victory in circumstance. We would see answers to prayer. That we would see you moving sovereignly and supernaturally by the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives to redeem, to heal, to restore. But Father, that's just stage one because the power of Jesus, the power of your Spirit is alive in us. And Father, as we've said, you've created us wonderfully. You've created us uniquely. Father, there is nothing that you do that is not so incredibly intentional. Father, may we tap into your kingdom's purposes because it's that, it's engaging in that, it's discovering that, which makes life make sense. So Father, may we look to you, may we press into you and say, okay, God, restore me so that I might be that source of hope and healing to others. Begins in us and then continues by the power of your Holy Spirit working through us as we go and be the church that you have called us together to be. May this word grow in us for our benefit and for your glory, for nothing is impossible with God. Amen and amen.